The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Well, seven minutes past eight, and thank you so much for staying with us here on AM Live. And it's that time now when we switch gears and enter the forum. And this morning, a much-anticipated discussion with Noomsa. Now, as you hear, um, uh, as you may have heard if you've been following the story, uh, Noomsa is said to be planning a form of a united front, a forum of a united front later this year. But will they leave Kosatu, and could there be an alternative? to the Alliance for the Working Class. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we are in conversation with the country's biggest trade union, the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, NUMSA. And we are joined here in studio with General Secretary of NUMSA, Mr. Irvin Jim. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Sagina. Now, Mr. Jim, let me start by asking you this. What exactly is the problem between NUMSA and COSATU? <laughs> well, so again, I think it's one of the complicated problems. One can go back not to the 11th Congress of the Federation that took place. There was a big central committee of COSATU where basically there was a big debate, a debate which uh, symbolized that indeed there were growing huge problems within the Federation. But I think all of us who would have underestimated the extent which the we could be divided because we thought that basically with Zulinza Mavavi did an analysis uh, about the state of socio-economic condition, the state of the working class, the poor in the country, the deepening levels of poverty, unemployment and inequality. You would remember that in 2007, together with the South African Communist Party, COSATU put its feet into the affairs of the African National Congress, where we ended up basically supporting Comrade Jacob Zuma to be the president of the country, we literally participated in a process where we influence, uh, use our influence of swelling the ranks to ensure that, um, look, we, we, we have leadership change. And we, in that Central Executive Committee, we're really taking stock of how far have we moved. You would remember at the time, one of the biggest challenges we have was the macroeconomic framework that was leading to deindustrialization in the country, massive jobs that we have, we have lost, removal of exchange control as a result of the neoliberal policy that were adopted, the national treasury, every budget speech, they will remove exchange control, allowing capital flights, money to leave the country. And we're taking an audit of that, that listen, we're now having a new leadership from Pulugwana. We expected this leadership to have acted decisively for change. But suddenly, we the leadership was not moving towards that direction and we were clear and I think there was there were two views in, in that meeting. Was one view was that the national democratic revolution was not on track because the minimum program that brings together the alliance which is the freedom charter was not being implemented and what was being implemented was neoliberal agenda. And I, I could say that that was the growing tension. It was beginning to be clear that the Federation was basically beginning to be divided. I think in the 11th Congress, again categorically, there were leaders of the, of the of the affiliates who came there having made up their mind that looks Zulinze Mavavi for being firm to say we need to have a radical change we need the Lula moment we need to make sure that the freedom charter was being implemented but workers refused in that particular meeting and I think you're asking the question and maybe I should summarize it mm. 
adding the essence of what is the problem because some people wanted to make this as a Vavi issue and so forth. And I think you could see that it's not a Vavi issue. Vavi is back. Numsa remains very firm that what we need to implement in this country is the Freedom Charter, is a radical fundamental change addressing issues of ownership and control of the economy, to defend the current capability of manufacturing is to use the political power we secured in 1994 to actually make sure that we take ownership and control of the national wealth of our country, to diversify, to build new industries. And I mean, we got everything here that can be able to defend jobs. Instead, we got an attack direct from the state that basically, as you would know, they introduce a youth wage subsidy, which basically attack existing jobs where old workers would have to give their payers UN to pay other workers between 2,000 and 6,000. These workers would be delivering quality production, but they are not paid a living wage. And the result of that act, government um, employers will no longer now, if, for instance, in a sector, workers used to be paid for three months at the minimum of the grade, and then after that they are paid at the maximum of the, of the grade like all other workers. Employers this time around can actually turn back and be firm that, look, we will pay you at the minimum of, of the grade, and, mm. and, 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 and that's what it is. No. And there is a series of that. I mean, the e-tolls, the adoption of the NDP basically became a turning point for all of us. I'm just wondering, at which point did it become clear to you that, you know, you were not going to get government to move uh, from what you term these okay. neoliberal policies? Because when you looked at the ANC's manifesto after Mangaung, what did you think you were going to get? Well, we knew we lost it in Mangaung. Uh, I must be very honest. I think the NUMSA in its own national congress, I'm just going to talk about our union, where we did a critical analysis, we were given a very tight mandate that we must swell the ranks. We can see that we have not must succeed to produce a cadre within the ANC that can be able to break new ground. However, we must push that the ANC must implement the Freedom Charter. The ANC must actually come up with a new growth path uh, which ba which basically break with the current neoliberal agenda which has failed you know gear was about growth employment and redistribution it has failed to meet all those particular uh, targets we said um, the mandate was stiff that what should happen is that the state must move on and, and and nationalize the commanding heights of the economy and i must say that from our experience being in the ANC National Policy Conference, being in Mangaung, basically we won. I mean, in the National Policy Conference, um, delegates of the ANC, who are the working class like us, they agreed that those commanding heights of the economy must be, hands of, it must be in the hands of the state. And um, strangely, when a distance from two commissions towards the plenary, uh, the leadership changed those particular resolutions. They added condition. It can only, we can only nationalize if it is appropriate to do so, if there is a balance of evidence. I can't recall the third. There were new conditions. Quite frankly, they knew very well that they will be in charge. So nothing will be done in relation to make sure that the issue about taking ownership and control and to deal with fundamental issues of, 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 of colonization of a special type. And workers continue to say to us, you need to 
deal with the super exploitation, which basically South African uh, capitalism have been thriving on, which is to exploit black and African labor by basically paying them a colonial wage. Mm. I mean, they, up to date, there's no national minimum wage. I mean, in this manifesto, they have just dangled a, kel- a carrot that look will we'll investigate the national minimum wage. When the Freedom Charter is very clear, it says the tort system, the contract labor uh, will be abolished and there shall be a national minimum wage. But Kasatu is in an alliance with the African National Congress. And just fast forward to where we are today, we now have NUMSA saying that they take issue and amongst other things, they want the president of Kosatu, Dumot Lamini, to resign. Why is Dumot Lamini, why are you blaming him in great part for what is going on? I think he has been very busy president in the recent past. We had an experience where people, both the leadership of Kosatu and the leadership of the South African Communist Party, completely reacted towards Nomsa in a very Stalinist way. And this is not funny. Almost like, uh, I don't know how to define it, but they have been very brutal with us. Have for, you not for, been brutal in the no, manner simply, in which you sim- have acted towards them? Decision. Workers simply took decision in a democratic fashion. What did workers say? Workers said, listen, for all these years, we voted for the ANC. We spend money. You, you leadership, you basically led us to believe that all these things would be would be addressed. Um, look, I mean, they, they they shall be a new growth path, uh, and they gave us a tight mandate. Do away with etols, ban labour brokers, and a list of those particular issues. And like I said. In our own evaluation, in fact, the turning point was the adoption of, 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 the, of the NDP in, 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 in Mangawung, was the unilateral implementation of the ETOLs, was the failure by government to ban labor brokers, and we, we, were, we were stuck as leadership. How do we still say to workers? And we had to convene a Congress. People want to condemn us for embarking on a democratic process where these issues, we send them back to workers. The only decision the CC took was that, listen, there must be a special Congress for workers to reflect. Mm. Having reflected, workers democratically said, listen, we shall not campaign for, 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 for the ANC, but we appreciated that workers have got a right to decide who they want to vote for, and we were the last people to discourage people not, 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 not to vote. And the second thing that workers said, said, look, it is now the time that we must actually form a united front, because it's not just workers who are restless in the point of production because they are paid starvation wages, because they bear the brand of poverty, unemployment, and inequalities. In our communities, there are service delivery protests, and the view from the Congress was that there is a need to link shop floor struggles with, co- with, with community struggles, and that we need to build a popular movement in the form of a united front. Thirdly, workers said, it is important for us as the component of the working class. Look, NUMSA will not be turned into a political party. It is an organization in the hands of workers. But NUMSA will be a catalyst for realization of a united front, for realization of a movement for socialism. For that, mm-hmm. for that, Dumulamini and Blade Zimande, whenever they had an opportunity, they would go for NUMSA. 
I mean, it's very simple. We said, as NUMSA will not campaign, but we didn't say people should not engage our members and persuade them. They are voters, like everybody else. But they adopted a strategy of trying to, and in fact, why he has been singled out. In Kezaren in particular, there are experiences in various companies where he has been basically meeting with ex-shop steward, and the, the, the people he meet, they come back and report to the organization, trying to basically mobilize our members from below. But you just said there's nothing untoward about that. You said he has every right to engage them if he wishes to persuade them. We think that anybody who to go and persuade our members for election, granted, everybody's got a right to do so. But you should know that both the Communist Party, which he is part of and which he is championing the whole thing, they have defined the NUMSA leadership by virtue of the decision that has been taken as a, as a clique that must be, you know, if you were in the, this started in the SACP conference in December, they said they have no problem with the, with the rest of Kosadu affiliate. There's one affiliate that they've got a problem with. That affiliate is, a, is, is, is NUMSA. In fact, they define it, define us as a small lingering irritation that will be identified, that will be isolated, that will be destroyed. And indeed, both the South African Communist Party and Tumutlamini, Wherever they are, they're basically dealing with NUMSA, leadership now, in particular. Uh, that takes care of your um, irritation, as it were, with Zdumo Dlamini. But you have been pushing for a special Congress as well. Now, you're talking about a united front. I remember last week at the IEC speaking to um, Hamilton Wiseman from uh, WASP, and he said that they've been in advanced talks with NUMSA. Now, the question then becomes, why doesn't NUMSA just leave Kosatu? Because it seems that you are actually tendering to be expelled at this point. Well, I guess, again, people have got the right to view NUMSA in different ways. We, we're very firm. We think that this federation belongs to workers. Two million peop- workers, their unity for us is supreme. It must be jealously defended. We're raising the issue that fundamentally, the federation must basically champion the aspiration of workers. It must embark on a rolling mass action to realize the Freedom Charter. And from where NUMSA stand, we have taken a radical program, both at the level of what must be done in relation to macroeconomic framework, to champion the struggle for nationalization of the commanding heights of the economy, the struggle for living wage. Those resolutions are in the fridge as we speak. We are very clear that we need to get into a COSATU Congress. You would know that before Vave was suspended, those who wanted to suspend him leave the other things that they jump on them opportunistically. They said there was a political rupture between Zulinzi Mavavi, who was championing the implementation of those resolutions. They said, unless we are united, we can't be in a position to implement those resolutions. From where we stand, we think that it's only the Congress where their affiliates would doubt that there are resolution and there is a program to be implemented. We need to go back to the Congress and for workers to take a final decision about which program must be executed. Secondly, they must make sure that there's leadership that must be able to execute that program. And hypothetically speaking, the worst case scenario, if the workers don't agree with you, what will NUMSA's next uh, plan be? Well, NUMSA have taken a very conscious decision. And that decision is that it is time in this country 
for the working class to organize itself as a class. Two fundamental resolutions we've taken. The first one is that we will, as we continue to do, we're persuading COSATO affiliates and workers that it is time that we must take a decision to accept one thing, that this alliance is dead. This alliance with the ANC is not working. So you want out of the alliance? We want out of the alliance. So why don't you leave COSATO? Because... Clearly, the rest of the affiliates or uh, leadership at this point are still very much, you know, on track with uh, the alliance and they want to remain there. They campaigned for the ANC just two weeks ago, a week ago. So why don't you leave if this does not suit you any longer? No, no, Sagina, look, there is a custom and practice in the Federation. It's not going to change because it is NUMSA that they've taken resolutions that people are not jumping on them. I mean, you can take Samu. Samu, because of their own concrete experience in the municipality around challenges that affected their workers, in two elections, they took a decision not to campaign. Numsa Beck have taken this very same discussion, I can't recall the year now, where it has been a custom and practice that COSATU affiliates are free to take decisions. Once they take those decisions, they have got a democratic right to come back to the federation and persuade the rest of COSATU affiliates in a congress. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. This time around, the tables have been turned. And I'm, I can cite you an example. COSATU put us on terms that we must explain why we should not be dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, because we said we shall not campaign. For the ANC. And uh, Samu, in two elections, took the same resolution. They were never subjected why we should not be suspended, why you should not be dismissed. We said we shall not pay a political levy that takes our Jews and give it to, to, to Bladen Zimande, who basically want to liquidate NUMSA as an organization. You know, like the South African mm. Communist Party get subsidized by COSATU affiliates. And NUMSA members said, look, we, we shall not. We shall not pay a political levy. There's a union in COSATU called SASPO. SASPO, by virtue of their own views, they are not paying a political levy. They were not subjected to any particular thing. The third thing that NUMSA did in its own Congress was to open up the scope because we're saying capital globally restructured you know, one industry, one union, it would have been good 20 years ago. But with the restructuring of capital and how it has changed, we need to change how we organize and we've opened our scope. For that, we, are, we, we, we must be shown the door to be dismissed. But the rest of all other COSATU unions, whether you take Dinosa and how, they are counter-organizing each other. Not a single person has ever raised... So you feel uh, you are being victimized. And, and the issue is not difficult why we, are, we have been singled out. We are singled out because we are clear that this alliance is not working. They hate that we have arrived to that particular decision. Secondly, we're saying it, now is the time for the working class to organize itself as a, as a class for itself, and therefore we need a party of the working class. Where does President Jacob Zuma fit into all of this? Why have you called for him to step aside? <laughs> I think people must accept that President Jacob Zuma is just a deployee, like all other deployees of the Liberation Alliance that we have been part of. We did the same to Tabumbegi. We don't understand what is this flu and fever. I mean, the, the NUMSA Special National Congress took very firm view that under his leadership, first, he was not supported by us because he was taller, big, he was short. He was supported by us on the basis that there was a neoliberal agenda which we needed to basically dump and 
deal with colonization of a special type, make sure that we deal with a revolutionary agenda that must ensure that both black and white have got equal access to the economy. He has failed to do that. Secondly, in, under his leadership, we have experienced scandals after scandals. I mean, there was a Gupta um, a gate that where basically they came and landed our backyard. And you want to tell us, occupying the center of power that he occupies, he knows nothing about that. The, this Nganza crisis that we're sitting with today, where we're basically being undermined and we're told that those who are concerned about about what these ministers who are now first who send us the whole country to sleep. First they intimidated the public protector. He had to run for cover and went to court. They they pulled back from court. They came back, they misled us and say a swimming pool is a fire pool. I mean, why should we accept this uh, honestly speaking? Why should we again why should we accept this this kind of wool being pulled in our eyes and metal workers consciously you see we work with steel so we we have no crisis about saying things very clear from where we stand we're saying look we can't accept this kind of a conduct both president zuma and 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 his ministers must resign in terms of their conduct in relation to this Nganza gate. That's what metal workers have said. Mm. They said also his pursuit of neoliberal agenda. Well, in conversation with Numsa's Urban Jim this morning, and if you have any questions, by all means, 0891-104-208. And you can also SMS us on 34701, alternatively, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or Sakina Kamwendo. And, uh, whoa, the lines are blazing. We've got tons of messages, but let's take a few very quick ones before the news, starting with Neil and Umtata. Good morning, Neil. Uh, yes, Mr. Jim. Uh, two quick points because of the news. One is, uh, uh, it's my opinion that uh, you would have more credibility and more swaying of power if your unions become apolitical. Uh, two, if you were to form a political party, maximum maybe you would get one or two seats in, in, in the National Assembly and you might not have the type of power that you're looking for. So rather stay apolitical and um, weigh your options in that way. So maybe at one election, if you were the EFF and the EFF doesn't deliver on your promises, then you could move to the DA or vice versa. And uh, that that would be my opinion. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neil. Yeah. Let's also just hear, and hopefully they'll keep it brief as well. Kaya in Hofmeyer, good morning. Hello, Mr. Sakina. I just want to add to what the latter speaker has just said. I just want to say to Mr. Jim, he must just do the noble thing and, and form his own political party and stop, you know, all this bickering against the ANC because we can hear as South Africans that he does not like the ANC anymore. So he should just form his party and, and contest elections and then we'll take it from there. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Kaya, Caesar in Durban, good morning. Yes, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to Mr. Jim. Good morning. Yes, I want to pose a question to Mr. Chin. Mr. Chin, don't you think the, the main problems emanate from the manner in which your, the last consultative congress was, was, was undertaken? Look, the, 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 the space for members of consultative to elect their leaders democratically was closed because there was a gentleman's agreement in a dark corner there where the, 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 the so-called Islamic faction mm. and the so-called Islamic faction came to an understanding and an agreement that there would be no contest. And then I think that's where the mistake was made. You did not allow your members to elect the, the leadership of their choice. Now, after eight months, you want to come back and call for a special congress where you did not address the fundamental question of exercising democracy in Kosovo 
where members were allowed to elect their, their, their leadership democratically. Thank you so much there, Cesar. And great points to chew on after the break because we have to go to news. It is 8.30 and Vibakshni Chetty is standing by. 27 minutes before 9 here on AM Live and it is of course uh, the forum that you are listening to and the forum at 8 this morning we're speaking to uh, Noomsa and uh, Secretary General Irvin Jim in studio with us but before we get back to Irvin Jim let's find out what's coming up on Morning Talk with Rowena Bird. Good morning Rowena. Thank you very much Sakina. Coming up on Morning Talk this morning in the first hour we're going to talk about the Human Rights Council in the past four years it has more than doubled the number of situations around the world in which it has taken action We'll hear more on that in the first hour. The Paramount Group, which is the biggest defense and aerospace business in Africa, has announced a major joint venture with Jordan's state-owned defense company. We'll talk more about that and how it benefits both South Africa as well as Jordan. And we're also going to to talk in depth about the credit amnesty. It came into effect on the 1st of April. Many consumers are still confused by it and they think that they are no longer required to pay their debts because of this amnesty will unpack all the misconceptions around it and also talk to the Gauteng Provincial Task Team of the ANC Youth League about their future plans. And that concludes the show for today. Sakina, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Rowena. 26 minutes before 9 now and returning to our conversation here on the Forum at 8, speaking to Secretary General of NUMSA, uh, Mr. Irvin Jim, who is in studio with us. And I just want to, before we go back to more callers on 0891-104-208 and reading some of the other messages that have come through, I just want to go back to the callers we took before the break. And uh, Caesar says, the space for contestation was essentially taken away when... Kosatu decided at their last Congress to settle for a compromise. I think I agree fully with Caesar. I think it's 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 a combination of both feelings because we are a federation which has got traditions of fighting for unity and to preserve unity and to do everything else um, to to defend it. And uh, it's unlike that there was no big debate among ourselves. There was a big debate. Um, we had to appreciate that there were people who wanted to get rid of Zulinze Mavavi. There were people from our side who actually said there were two voices in the Federation. And um, we needed to allow a situation where basically workers make sure that if we resolve on a program, there is a leadership that doesn't double speak, that speak in one voice in championing the programs and the views of the Federation. But I must say that debate, as Cesar is saying, it was settled on the basis that, listen, let's maintain the status quo and all that. And if you remember, that set a precedent for the ANC too in, in relation to, to, to Manga Wong. If Cesar is arguing that, is that biting us today? I want to confirm that indeed uh, short-circuiting democracy caused the kind of damage and challenges and the paralysis that it has plunged the Federation uh, into. I think the first caller was... A lot of talk about who you would possibly align with politically, and that is what Neil was talking about. I think Neil must appreciate that, uh, first, we're very clear that NUMSA is, is got a preamble. It's a funny union, NUMSA. And uh, there's nothing that I can do about that. I didn't join, NUMSA didn't join me, I joined it and I find it with a very solid preamble. It says that it calls on all workers to unite 
to set aside their prejudice, to join a movement, not of workers, not just in the country, but internationally. It also says that it is a union that wants to end economic exploitation. And it firmly believes in that preamble that that can only happen under the leadership of the working class. And, but Neil should, should appreciate we don't recruit workers on the basis of their political awareness. They license to join NUMSA and, and to qualify to be a member. If you carry a scaffolding, you are a worker, you are welcome in the National Union of Metal Workers. And what point I'm making? The point I'm making is that NUMSA will remain a union that continues to champion the struggles for workers, defend their gains, improve their condition. But Joe Slovo warns all of us about this. He says uh, a trade union must do, as I'm, I'm saying, it must defend its legal status. It can't demand any condition, can't place any condition to members for members to join. However, it can't keep out of politics. In other words, the only reason why we think that we, we need a proper vanguard party that does not double speak, that speak in the in, uh, movement for a party for workers that doesn't double speak. It's because we, there is a firm belief that the working class in mm. all societies is the only locomotive force of history. The working class is the only class that is capable of carrying the revolution to its logical conclusion. But not just any working class. It is, it, it is a working class that has got high levels of consciousness. Why? Because the working class is numerical in numbers. It is the most exploited. If that political party raises its levels of consciousness and transforms, for instance, a narrow trade union consciousness into a working class consciousness, that working class can be consistent for a for a for a revolution many of our listeners wanting to get in on the action this morning and uh, we'll return to the lines 0891104208 and uh, if you've just tuned in we are of course speaking to Mr. Irvin Jim who is the General Secretary of NUMSA and he is in studio with us uh, let's speak to Peter and Mtata good morning Peter disappointed by this comrade from NUMSA I would like to know from this comrade uh, who do you think comrade, uh, comrade can better replace uh, the President Zuma in the African National Congress presently? Thank you. Thank you, Peter. And then Nati in Auckland Park, good morning. We've lost Nati there. Let's go to Port Elizabeth. Gift, good morning. Hi, Sakina, and hi to comrade Jill. Uh, look, uh, look, Sakina, I think this debate is relevant. Uh, considering the challenges faced by the working class in this political conjuncture. And I think NUMSA and, and its posture is very critical in the challenges faced by the working class. Look, I think that there are two burning questions that I think Comrade Jim has to answer. And, and, and one is, what is the content of the role of an alliance today? And secondly, is there still a need for an alliance? I'm, I'm raising this, uh, Comrade Jim, because uh, I think there's an element of trying to make the working class in particular, those who support Kasato, to always give the blank check to the ruling party, which is, which is our own ruling party, the African National Congress. And I think this is critical uh, for us, all of us to look at. But secondly, uh, Comrade Jim, I know for a fact that uh, there are challenges within Kasato, but I've got a view that... Uh, there are two groupings within Kosato, those who honestly support capitalism but portraying themselves as heroes of workers 
and those who want socialism. And, I mean, I'm quite shocked that uh, when I was looking at the list of our own movement, I find that uh, the entire leadership of Mehau, status of its president, are going to parliament. And the question is, were these people really serious in addressing issues of workers once they've recent time, they're proposing to be instead of the government. And I want you to ask those, answer those questions. Okay, thank you so much. Let's uh, hear from uh, Bulelani in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Zakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm also pretty Zakina, man. Okay, I have only two questions for Ivan Okay, the first question I want to ask is, uh, Lady Zimadi had raised before issue of lifestyle auditing. So the number, I think, when they on their response, they also say it must not it must not choose between individuals. So I just want to know how far maybe it is demand regarding that between SACP responded on that. That is the first question. Mm-hmm. The, the second question I want to ask from Abhijit is on their conversation, they take a resolution that workers must sell the rent of the ANC. But on, uh, well, what I'm seeing now, we have uh, Guatemala, who used to be the Secretary General in the NUM, in the NUM. and we, we, I mean, we have a lot of uh, former shop steward members that in the realm of the agency. Don't they think that the strategy is no longer working now? All right. Thank you, Thank you so much, Pulelani. Tepo is in Pretoria. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you, Tepo? Thanks. You know, I, I'm, I'm very much confused about Comrade Ivan there. Uh, since his political career took off, uh, and since Nusa, or since he was elected the General Secretary of Nusa, he's never raised these issues. Raised these issues. He's raising these he's raising these issues now simply because there was an issue with Comrade Zelensky Mavavi, which was a split issue. He just wanted to single out one issue and, and paint Comrade Mavavi. As, as holy as he wants him to, as he wants to, us to see him. My issue with Comrade Ivan is one, is that I don't see the difference between him and, uh, Tulas Malim. I mean, they, they are very selective in how they raise issues. One is that they raise issues at the Federation and their issues are defeated on the basis of numbers and that's politics. Politics is a game of numbers. And they now would, <laughs> uh, uh, intentionally go out and say the things that they say. He knows that Comrade Julius was expelled, but before Comrade Julius was expelled, Julius wanted to wanted Comrade Zuma to be recalled in, in Devon. He, he knows Comrade Ivan, but he he was defeated on on on, on, on those uh, intentions. Okay. Now with, with let me finish. Let me finish, Sagina. With with Comrade Ivan there, his ideologies were always defeated. Now you see, he sees a a good reason enough for him to now come on radio and say. No, no, no. Working class policy. We are defending working class. NUMSA has been part of an affiliate to COSAT for many years. Why now? All right. Why Got now? That. Got That's that. The question. Thank you. Lennox in Durban, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Uh, this is our personal views. And uh, interesting to wake up to such uh, misguided militancy from uh, Mr. Avin Jim. You see, I want to give Mr. Jim uh, a friendly advice, uh, Sakina. There is a little saying that says, if you dig a grave, uh, uh, in this case, you should read, dig a grave for the alliance. You must be careful that not to be the one that falls into it. I think uh, we all know that uh, Mr. Kim is always misguided in his views, and he needs to be advised. You know, because you know he was known before the election as a, a opposition missile to weaken the ANC, and that he failed dismally. So 
it could very well be the case that uh, Mr. Jim doesn't represent the structures of Nomsa on the ground, but only his jacket. I am telling you, Mr. Sakina, you need to ask Mr. Jim, when has he ever come to Toyota in Durban, which in my view, I believe, is one of the biggest uh, regions of Nomsa, to come and address them? No, he has not, because those workers don't subscribe to his views, and he knows very well that, uh, you know, his views are represent a, a fairly a, a big minority, they represent a minority within Nomsa. So I think uh, he needs to actually be careful, because many a time before, the obituary of the alliance has been written, and today the alliance is still standing. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Leonard. Let me throw in there a few tweets and SMSs as well. Uh, Glenn Mpani says, uh, Jim might have support in Noomsa, but forming a party is no joke. He will realize how heartless voters are. Ask Ahang. They are in ICU. And then uh, this one from uh, Tommy. Tommy says, Urban should leave if he so wishes, but I should. Uh, but he shouldn't make so much noise because it looks like he's hoping to to be convinced to stay. And then uh, this one by Tabo Tabo says, Irvin Jim is correct uh, on a policy point of view, but why can't they influence policy in the ANC? I'm skeptical. Those are tweets and then Facebook messages. William in Cape Town says, the Freedom Charter was written in the 1950s and is hopelessly outdated. Prof Lungi in Kimberley says, congratulations to Numsa. It's not too late. You can turn the tables around, keep it up, go find common ground with the EFF and AIC good work and then uh, this one says please ask comrade Jimmy if he is a card carrying member of the ANC and if so his utterances uh, do they constitute ill discipline to a certain degree that's from Brian Kumalo in Peter Marisburg let's go with those for the moment thank you again I think there is a couple of two people who speak on the basis of bleeding hearts they really can't accept that a union within the alliance and within the federation can speak as NUMSA have done. But I guess people must be Democrats. There is a union that COSATU unions are not becoming COSATU unions on the basis of just loyalty and heart. They pay subs. But also there's a reason why we affiliate. We affiliate so that the federation must continue to be both a spear and a shield in the interest of workers. And I think the, the latter one who was really in pain was a comrade who was raising very sharply that, look, NUMSA launched itself with a view to undermine the ANC. Honestly, we did a reflection. We stated why we shall not campaign for the ANC. If that comrade want to know, we reject it tolls, We reject youth wage subsidy. We reject the NDP that maintain the status quo where white monopoly capital and white population continue to accumulate whilst the bulk majority of the people are in squalor. To date, about 20 about 26 million people are are basically in in abject poverty with no plate of food. 25 of those are black and African. And look, people must have a celebratory mood because they have won elections. But you see, they shouldn't confuse us. The truth of the matter is that the ANC, as a result of not say of implementing the Freedom Charter, not because of NUMSA, we didn't go out and campaign and say people must not vote for the ANC. We simply said we shall not campaign for it. But let's look at the result. In, in 1994, 53 point something people voted for, 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 for the ANC. Today, about 25 million people, uh, Sakina, registered. 
18 of those people voted. The ANC got about 11 million. And what percentage is that? Fine, it's 62%. But it's 62% of what? It's 62% of diminishing support. Basically, it's about 36%. So, why should people say that this is a problem of NUMSA? This is not the fact that there's poverty, unemployment, and inequality. It's not a problem of Ivan Jim. The fact that in this country there's deindustrialization, the fact that in this country we've got, we've got Sasson, who could basically produce plastic, is selling to us in the country polymer chemicals, which we can use to build a new industry in plastic, is basically selling to us as a country those polymer chemicals above global prices. We've got a cello metal which is supposed to be selling to us steel cheap, is selling that steel to us at import parity pricing, destroying downstream industries for jobs for workers. Now, anybody would destroy jobs for workers consciously. And you've got Transnet, where every day there's announcement of billions that are going to be spent, but jobs are being exported to China. We represent our workers. People must forgive us. We represent our workers. We represent our, they, they, their jobs. But not only that, the future, in our view, is on championing manufacturing and industrialization. Unfortunately, that's what is being compromised currently. People are talking to us about massive public infrastructure that is being built. You can go and check at ESCOM and Medupi. It is basically a lost opportunity. Okay, we're going to park it there. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll leave those lines open, 891 SMS SMSs to 34701. Alternatively, you can f- uh, tweet or Facebook. The 2013 online return of earnings season is now open. Ensure that you submit your returns online on or before the 31st of May 2014. To file your returns, log on to www.labor.gov.za. For more information, go to your nearest labor center or provincial office or call 0860-105-350. The Compensation Fund, working for you. Tired of German techno? Try some Swedish metal. The Volvo S60, yours with 0% deposit from 4899 per month. Offer over 72 months. Retail price 37200 Rate to customer 5.74%. Balloon payment 103656 Cost to customer 455526 Subject to credit approval by Volvo Car Financial Services, a division of West Bank and First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Includes VAT and CO2 emissions tax. Available while stocks last. The Volvo S60, no deposit, just 4899 per month. Test drive yours today. The South African Trade, Investment and Tourism Promotion Guide, in partnership with SAFM, will be hosting monthly radio broadcasts to promote trade and investment opportunities to local business and foreign investors. We invite business from all sectors in the Northwest Province to join us at the Hunter's Rest Resort in Rustenburg on the 23rd of May 2014. To participate for free, contact Boyce Satanemi on 082-923-4402 or email at rsvp at bbmmedia.co.za. What does a fashion show have in common with wall and floor tile? iTile, of course. A new boutique concept store and the best way to shop for the world's most beautiful tiles. Now you too can step into the world of home couture at our brand new iTile store. Opening this Saturday at Northlands Deco Park, corner of Vidkopen and Newmarket Roads, North Riding. 
and celebrate the launch with our special offers and exclusive discounts. Let your home show fashionable flair in iTile style. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thank you for staying with us this morning on South Africa's News and Information Leader, SAFM. In the Forum at 8 this morning, in conversation with the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, and uh, we are joined in studio by General Secretary of NUMSA, Mr. Irvin Jim. Now, many questions coming through, and uh, we're going to have to ask the callers to be short, sharp, and I'll try and read as many of uh, the other messages coming through as well. Sylvia says, um, Mr. Irvin Jim, you speak truth to power. There's another one here that says, Please ask Irvin the following question. His union and Cosato have invested in many companies that he is complaining about. Is there anything stopping them? And then another one says, ask Irvin Jim about his role uh, sitting in on the uh, Eastern Cape Tender Board. And this one says, Jim is a principled man and cannot and will not survive within the context of the alliance. He must just abandon those guys uh, because they are all opportunists. That's Ben Mukwena in Middleburg. Sepot Lamini in Peter Maritzburg says, Irvin Jim, number one, is NUMSA the best performing union in the country? And number two, would you accept if NUMSA members, uh, would you accept as NUMSA members um, that you lie on their behalf uh, when you were asked to step down? So I guess the question is, were you asked to step down by NUMSA members at any point in time? And uh, this one here says, Irvin is right. Stumot Lamini is turning Kosatu into an ANC Labour desk. He must just resign and go to Parliament. Let's go to the calls. Uh, Goody and Soweto, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. I just want to find out from Mr. Irvin Jim. I just want him to answer my question whether what can be done to bring the unions together so that we can speak in one voice. Now, what is happening in Marikana? What is AMCO doing in Marikana? And what is their support towards that? Because now we are having a division of the workers. Because we don't want political interference with, within the workers. We want only a, a, true, a true liberation of the workers, regardless of whoever they are. We don't want any exploitation of the workers. Thank okay. you, Thank you so much, Goody. And uh, Pagati in KZN, good morning. Good morning. Uh, how are you? Well, and you? I'm okay. Uh, no, my, my, my question is simple. Uh, or Ivan is, is, is uh, or Inumsa is looking into forming a, a, a new political party. And my understanding is there are about 29 political parties that contested elections recently. And uh, the ANC still uh, came up dominant. Um, and, and the perception, therefore, is, is, is that the leadership is looking into a certain few benefiting from the system of being, having a political party at the level of the, of the parliament. If they, they, they pursuing a, a socialist perspective, as he's indicating, why would they opt for a, a forming a political party which in turn is still going to benefit a few compared to um, the influence that they could have had within the, the, the Cossack and within the alliance? Okay. Thank you so much, Pagati. Um, Mr. Jim? Can I start with those few that I think there's a question which I think should be answered very quick about Bladen's Zimande's propaganda uh, and those activists of the Communist Party who have been fed this thing that um, Jim and Carl are business partners. You would know, Sagina, that in this country, if you own shares in any company, they CIPRO, it's very easy to go and find out. So can we request Blade and all Communist Party activists who believe this propaganda, they must go and check to see what, what shares 
Carl and Jim are, uh, are owning. Secondly, it's a very simple thing that that should be said. I, I think it's, it is becoming very stooping so low to, you know, I know that in politics there's something called propaganda. But if you decide to lie, in your lie, there must be a relative of truth in it. It must not be a complete lie and you deploy it as a propaganda. I'm being asked this question. Blade said, Carl and Jim are business partners. Jim once served in a tender board in the Eastern Cape. He must tell what he has done. What is true is that I have served in the tender board. I used to chair the tender board for four years. This, uh, I did it being mandated by both NUMSA and COSATU in the province when the ANC made a request. I have not gone to any court and or, or any irregularity. It's only blade and those few individuals, instead of them asking me, they must tell the public, what is this tender that Jim secured, which is still making money out of it? Because the argument, again, is that we're doing all this thing, we're not interested because we've got power. And I think we've we, 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 we got ambitions, we want money. And I think this relates to the latter question, and I think I'm very partial when I want to answer this question. There's a question about why NUMSA forming a party when there are many political parties, mm. why are you interested in, in, in getting into that? First, yes, there are many political parties, but it's for the first time that a component of the working class basically talks about forming a political party. We have a party, which is the South African Communist Party in this country. In our view, its constituency is very firm about socialism, but its leadership is buried in the state. That's the crisis that we are sitting with. It has become now the South African Communist Party defenders of the state. Our understanding of a state, Sakin, a state is but nothing in a capitalist mode of production, but an organ of oppression. The dominant class in society that exploit the working class use the state to continue to further its aims, which is why a party of the working class, its role must be mobilizing the working class, it must be in all sides of power, it must advance the interests of, of the working class, and to expose the limits of the state, not to defend the state, if the working class must conquer power in its own class interest. Sadly, we are out of time, but just to answer one question very briefly, are you a card-carrying member of the African National Congress? Well, yes or no? I've joined the ANC without membership with my body and soul. And uh, as to whether I've renewed, that's what could be debated. Oh. I have not. Oh, so that is the answer. You can make of that what you will. <laughs> and uh, that is how we come to an end of this conversation with our guest this morning, uh, the General Secretary of NUMSA, Mr. Irvin Jim. And as always, thank you so much for your f uh, fantastic participation and to the production team for making sure it all went out loud and clear. <laughs>